SBS Audio is supported by advertising. You're listening to SBS News. French President Emmanuel Macron says he does not rule out the possibility of sending Leclerc tanks to Ukraine, speaking at a summit with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Mr. Macron told the news conference that sending tanks must not endanger France's own security. Pour ce qui est des Leclerc, j'ai demandé donc au ministre Regarding the Leclerc tanks, I asked the army minister to work on it, but nothing has been ruled out. It has to be assessed collectively with three criteria. Firstly, as we have been able to do since the beginning that it does not escalate the crisis and we always follow this line. Secondly, that it could bring real and effective support to our Ukrainian friends and for this we must consider the capacity to maintain them in operational conditions and training. Germany and France vowed to assist Ukraine for as long as needed and to support efforts to prosecute war criminals. Assistance for Ukraine during its war with Russia would be focused on specific areas including the military and the economy, the two nations said in a joint statement that followed the meeting of top government officials in Paris. Mr. Schultz, under pressure to allow the shipment of German-made tanks to Ukraine, says all decisions on weapons deliveries would be made in coordination with allies, including the United States. The U.S. is doing a lot. Germany is also doing a lot. We have constantly expanded our supplies with very effective weapons that are already available today, and we have always closely coordinated all these decisions with all our important allies and friends, with France, for example, with the U.S., for example, and other major countries in Europe, and, of course, with all those who participate in this discussion. Last week, Germany and Western allies reached no decision on whether Germany would agree to send Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine or permit other countries that have them to do so, despite Ukraine's pleas for modern tanks to boost its defense efforts. Mr. Schultz was in Paris with top leaders of his government for a meeting with his French counterparts and to attend ceremonies to mark the 60th anniversary of the Elysee Treaty. Russland's Angriffskrieg gegen die Ukraine Russia's war against Ukraine destroyed a continental consensus. Russian President Vladimir Putin is chasing imperial goals. He wants to move borders with violence. The Ukrainian people are paying the horrible price. But Putin's imperialism will not win. We won't let Europe fall back into a time where violence replaced politics and our continent was torn apart by hate and national rivalries. And we'll continue to support Ukraine as long and as extensive as necessary, together as Europeans to defend our European peace project. France and Germany are seeking to overcome differences laid bare by Russia's war in Ukraine while celebrating their decades-long friendship with a day of ceremonies and discussions on Europe's security, energy and other challenges. Meanwhile, former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson visited the destroyed city centre of Kyiv, the suburb of Borodyanka. Mr. Johnson was given a tour around destroyed apartment blocks by Kyiv Regional Governor Oleksiy Koliba on his unannounced visit to Ukraine. Mr. Johnson then visited Bucha, where he reaffirmed his country's commitment to Ukraine. Well, I can tell you that the, the UK will be sticking by Ukraine 
Великобританія буде на боці України, скільки на це потребується. The former British PM then met with Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky, where he received a warm greeting. You shouldn't have bothered. Oh dear. I'm too honored. I'm, you do me too much honor, Mr. President. You do me too much honor. You do me too much honor. It is, it, it is amazing to see you. You're welcome. Very, very good. Very, very good. Great to, great to see you. It's an absolute honor to, to be here again. You know, you're, you're, you're too kind and you're too generous to... Mr. Johnson spoke with Mr. Zelensky about what he saw in Bucha and Borodyanka. Terrible, terrible. I also went to, I went to Bucha and, uh, and, and um, Borodyanka. And, uh, and we, drove, uh, we drove past Kostormel, so I, could, I, I, I saw some of the, uh, the, the forest filled yes. with bivouacs. And the results of attacks. Yeah, nice. appalling. Yeah. Appalling. And it's still going on every day. And anyway, I wanted to talk to you about what I can do to be of use to you. A foot soldier, a spear carrier, I will do whatever I can. Thank you so much. I really will. I really will. Anyway, thank you. Mr. Johnson, who left office in September in the wake of a series of scandals, was prime minister when Russia invaded Ukraine last February, and he sought to position London as Kiev's top ally in the West. Meanwhile, Ukrainian Defense Minister Oleksiy Reznikov has hailed the arrival of British-seeking military helicopters. The Westland WS-61 Seeking, the British version of the American Sikorsky S-61 helicopter, was designed for performing anti-submarine warfare missions. The UK Defense Ministry announced the delivery of the helicopters, as well as the training of 10 Ukrainian crews in November. The British government says the aircraft would be used for their search and rescue capabilities. This comes as thousands gathered in the southeastern Turkish city of Batman to protest against the Koran burning incident in Sweden. On Saturday, Turkey said that due to the lack of measures to restrict protests, it had cancelled a planned visit to Ankara by the Swedish defense minister. Sweden and Finland applied last year to join NATO following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but all 30 member states must approve their bids. Turkey has said Sweden in particular must first take a clearer stance against what it sees as terrorists, mainly Kurdish militants, and a group it blames for a 2016 coup attempt. The Koran burning was carried out by Rasmus Paludan, leader of Danish far-right political party Hardline, outside the Turkish embassy in Stockholm. Metin Aksoy is one Turkish protester. He hopes Paludan, who received permission from Swedish authorities for the burning of the Koran, will live in fear for the rest of his life. The man who conducted this attack will live with the fear of death until the end of his life. After this kind of disrespectfulness against Koran, he won't be able to sleep peacefully as he gained the hatred of three billion Muslims and became their enemy. Assam al-Ghalib, SBS News.